This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Oh, yeah. A new day. Friday. Not Friday. Friday. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is a beautiful day for a neighbor to be on the block today with a reunion. And I'm not talking about Reunion Arena. That was collapsed some years ago. But my guy, Boxster. <laughs> is back on the mic, me and Strick, Bach and Strick again on the mic. Yes, it's always good to have you, my friend. How are you this wonderful day? Oh, it's it's great. It feels like, uh, oh, like I suppose this time last year, I think we were finishing up uh, the OG version, I suppose, of On the Block. We've been through a few different versions now, but at least for one day, we can pretend it was 2022 again, like we all love 2022. I don't know. Maybe we did love 2022. I had fun working <laughs> with you on the block uh, when I did, so I'm glad to be back. Well, the beautiful thing about you and I, Bach, is that we do get to share some time together and spend some time in the booth going back and forth with commentary whenever we get a chance to do University of Nebraska basketball games, the post-game show. You and I are the team that does partner up on that. But it does feel like it's a great opportunity. I must say hand clap to you and the beautiful queen that you have in Mrs. Bachoven, thank you for the wonderful <laughs> meal. That was tremendous that you shared with me before I left town. But another great option for that is Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul on 27th and Pine Lake is where you can find them. Shout out to uh, to Charles and the crew. Go out there, have a great meal, sit outside, watch the game, have a glass of wine or a, a sip of some vodka and enjoy the game with some wonderful food. Great job that they do there at Mary Ellen's. We're appreciative of them and their support here on the block. Buck, a lot of stuff in uh, in news today. I think we're going to have some debatable topics today that we'll be able to get into. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit, expanding on the John Morant situation, kind of what does that mean uh, for the league, for the NBA? Uh, should, should other players be put on notice uh, as to any things of those sorts uh, happening in the in the league? Uh, and and what those ramifications could be towards the uh, the next collective bargaining agreement, uh, the TV deal that's uh, that's looming there. Uh, some big twelve, the Big Twelve stuff. Uh, how long? I want to throw that out too as the debate. How long before the the Pac twelve basically falls on its face? We're going to talk a little bit about that as well, and uh, talk a little bit about golf because we're going to be playing some golf uh, coming up early next week. Uh, Nate Sorensen, some of us in the crew, I think Jake may even be there. We're going to go out and hang with the Junior Achievement Group there in Lincoln. Uh, to, for support of them and the wonderful organization that they have, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. But let's 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 dig in a little bit since we we've, we've got a little bit of more time left for this uh, first segment because it's a crossover that that went a little bit uh, into this segment. So, Bach, what is your actual thoughts on the situation with drama? I, I got to express mine, but what are, what are your thoughts in the holding? And as Rico alluded to, what? was the reason that that was needed or necessary. 
Is it to kind of keep the NBA in, in the minds of those who are watching at this point, uh, trying to spark more interest uh, into watching and observing what's going on? What do you think, you know, it's coming could come out of this or what do you think the outcome could be and why he's held up on it? Well, it's interesting, like you said, Adam Silver uh, deciding to let it be known that they have come to a conclusion on on what it's, it is going to be. They're going to wait till after the finals. I can only imagine that they, you know, that is um, to save the conversation for now to be what's going on on the court. Of course, on the court last night, not a not a pretty game. We'll talk about that later too. So that probably doesn't help the fact that our lead story is exactly what Adam Silver was hoping to avoid um, us talking about John ja Moran. But but to be quite interest, to be quite honest, um, that's the more interesting storyline right now in the NBA. Um, we'll see. You know, game one, it, you know, things can swing back around, and, and that series can definitely be a, a huge talking point for the next couple weeks. But um, I I think with John ja Moran, I I think I think it is right now. They're just kind of saving face they're, they're waiting I, I think that it's probably best if they have come to a conclusion hopefully to let the Grizzlies organization know so they can plan as soon as possible um, you wonder if they would tell John ja Morant quite yet um, you know maybe they, if they don't want this stuff to get leaked they're probably not telling too many people so it, it's kind of interesting the way they do it um, I don't know if I would have told the media but at the same time you know, maybe then you get kind of the follow up questions of like, what's taking so long? Uh, you know, where are you at in the process? Then you kind of try to have to make up some, you know, that you're, you're waiting on something. So, I mean, it, it was just kind of an honest answer. And, and I think a, 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 a tactile uh, a strategy here to, to keep the conversation on the court. Now, as far as, as John Morant goes, I am interested. I, I think the eight-game suspension uh, he originally got, went to rehab, uh, issued an apology, all that, uh, all for one of his friends to upload a similar situation of him with with a with a firearm, and um, so you know you, we usually you know sometimes you get those apologies and you think well they're just they're sorry they're caught they're not sorry about what happened and that certainly kind of plays out here. I don't know about a full season suspension, but at the same time I don't know what you can do. As far as okay, we're gonna send him to rehab again. You know, sometimes that's that's what it takes. Um, but you know, it's, it's weird to kind of have that that sort of name attached to it anyway, the rehab type of thing, because it's not an addiction. He just he needs better friends. He needs you know to kind of they. I I think you're right. Probably cleaning up the locker room. And when you ask a, a free agent to come in, like you were saying earlier, to to come into Memphis, um, now they're probably thinking about. Maybe in addition to what they can do on the court is what they will bring to John Moran off the court because they, whether he does it or the team needs to just kind of force it by putting the right people around him, he needs better people around him uh, and you know people that care for him and aren't going to upload this stuff and and are going to try to get him um, to at least publicly you know in your in your spare time privately do what you want but in, in, you know if you're going to make any public appearances you got to clean it up. I think that you're. I think that we're looking at maybe a half year type of suspension here. Yeah, I think. I think I'm thinking a minimum of a half of year. To be honest, I think anywhere from a minimum up. I, I, I think that in this situation, and then we'll move on to the next topic. I think in this situation, you really have to get to a point where um, you it hurts in your pocket, right? I think it's got to really get to a point. Will will a half a season when he's now about to hit his his big money deal, right? Mm-hmm. 
half a season before taxes puts you at around a couple, over a hundred million dollars, right? Will that be enough to hurt when you're thinking about it, right? So that's the part that I think you got to make this one hurt. Like this yeah. one has this one. My my parents gave spankings. <laughs> you know, I, you know, some people may disagree with that. It worked out for me. It made me a better, you know, better man and person, I believe, to be honest. I mean, that's that's however your parenting skills are. That's between you and your child. But at the same time, uh, I can tell you that there were times where a conversation was good, where I was able to. But there was times where I I needed a I needed a little bit more. It was a few times that that happened. So um, this one, I think, needs to hit. It needs to hurt. So. Uh, we'll see what Adam Silver in the group comes up with when they're done with that. I want to talk about the Memorial Classic. And the reason we'll be short on this one, but I really want to talk about it, is the Memorial Classic is, is a golf event. It's happening, and it, it's out here in Fort Worth. Uh, the Memorial Classic is it's a pretty tough little course. You know, you got to hit your shot. You can't just, you know, you can't just bomb away. It's it's one you got you got to kind of target. You got to you got to be able to, you know, draw the ball, hit fades. You got to be able to do do a lot of different stuff at, at the memorial, right? But uh the reason I bring this up and I'm a golfer, Bach, uh but it said the first day on on the first day it was filled with a whole bunch of triples. Somebody had a 13 and 8 rounds when people finished were in the eighties and uh, ultimately Davis Riley leads the Memorial. Okay. So you, I mean, you had like, for example, Chad Ramey hit four shots that went into the water on the ninth hole. Um, (laughs) He posted an 88, which is shy of the high score record of 92 that uh, Roger uh, Maltby had in 1979. The winds were 30 miles per hour. With a wind chill index of 13 degrees, so this is this is uh, I think the highest score was at Murfield Village. That's where they that's where that ended up happening. So um, there's a lot of stuff that happened with it. Actually, is this is this a different memorial? Is this the one that's overseas? I don't think so. I don't no. Think so. I don't think so. Okay, some reason it was saying it was trying to lead me as I was reading the article, but then, and that's nonetheless. Listen, the reason why I say that is this: we're going to play golf on Monday, and here's here's what I want to throw at you, Bob. As a golf player, I'm okay with seeing those numbers because as a person that's an amateur at golf, when people are missing five eight foot putts. I'm like, dang, they miss just like I do. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? I'm like, you, you blow one past the hole a little bit. I'm like, they, yeah, they, they come out of the sand probably better than I do. But for the most part, they make mistakes <laughs> just like I do. So when I read that article, I was excited. Like, yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all are capable of blowing up just like me, getting an eight and all of that on certain holes. So forget you guys. Sounds like they've got like uh, what are those those mini golf uh, like maybe like some clowns out there or whatever to block your shot and send it back your way or whatever. Those are some bad scores, uh, but the wind that the wind makes some sense there. I think it's okay on occasion. I think that that's 
Uh, I, I think it's cool to see kind of the human side of guys and see them get frustrated and, and maybe look like uh, look like, uh, you know, the common folk out there. But at the yeah. same time, you know, you don't want to see that tournament play. You know, you want to see that consistently because, you know, if you're if you're spending time to watch the professionals, you want it to look a little bit better than just better watching than your buddies. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think there there is, you know, it can be it can be good to to uh, to have those those days here and there for, you know, the PGA. Um, and, and, you know, you see that in, 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 in all sports, you know, basketball, it's kind of the same way. Jason Tatum can go from, you know, O of, o of 12 to hitting everything he throws up. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, it, it you know, th- these guys are human. They have their, their downsides and wind can certainly affect things out there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, I think that's okay in doses, but too much yeah. of it. And <laughs> I'm turning the channel, I think. Yeah. Shout out to, to Ja. Right. That's J-A short for Junior Achievement. Junior ah. Achievement is, ha <laughs> yeah, you thought, yeah. I thought yeah. John Moran again? Well, you didn't know where I was uh. going. So, yeah, yeah. That's why it's, uh, it's good when you kind of hear again to see kind of the little ways that I play on the mic. <laughs> but nonetheless, Junior Achievement is a way where they believe in the, pot, the, the uh, all things are possible, where they help young people to discover uh, what's possible in their lives and how they go about connecting what they learn in school from what they learn outside of the classroom. So it's, it's a way of bridging all of those lessons together and helping to understand how the world works and to pursue their dreams. So we're going to be supporting that organization on Monday when we go out and play golf. I'm just hoping Bach personally that I make a good show of it and I don't show up and I'm blowing up the mic, not just on the mic, but (laughs) Have you been there. Have you been golfing the last couple of weeks? Are you in uh, mid season form? I did go to Top Golf. Oh yeah, there you go. That's a little that always helps. So you I got to swing a little Get bit. I got to you know just just put a little stroke. Just see just see where it's at. Yeah, yeah. At least got to beat. Uh, you got some uh, good teammates out there. At least I, I suppose at least my yeah. at least my skill level in golf is always not to try to finish last. That's my goal. Not to get first. Yeah, Jake- but I'm not I'm not shooting for <laughs> not shooting for first. So I try not to get last. Jake is the uh, 93.7 uh, ringer of the, of the group, right. so we'll, we'll be playing with him. But you can, there's one thing you can bet on, Bach, is there's going to be some stogies mm-hmm. and some cigar smoke in the air. There so you if you go. walk by us, say hello to the 93.7, the crews that are going to be out there playing golf, supporting Junior Achievement on Monday. Uh, we'll be out there, shake a hand, wave, let us know um, that, you, that you heard us and that you also are there to support the wonderful call of junior cause of junior achievement. Listen, we're going to come back. We're going to take a break right now. We're going to come back. We'll talk a little bit about the big 12 expansion. Uh, Pac 12 was kind of playing with it, but it doesn't look like that. They're going to go into expansion. looks like they're getting more poached and who's next. Looks like Colorado and the Utah Utes are on the, on, on the board to possibly make a move soon. And what would that mean for the Pac 12 We'll debate that. We'll let you guys chime in and talk, talk about it as well. Shootout with Strick also at the bottom half of the hour. Get ready. It's on. We'll be right back.